Unstuckers, Josh here, as joined every week by my co-host, Chell. Say what's up, Chell. Hey, hey, Unstuckers. We are back for a very special, casual Friday. Uh, we are joined by uh, guests of podcast episode past on this, the last episode of the year for the Unstuck Institute. Uh, we are joined by Josh Shacknow, uh, otherwise and henceforth known as Canadian Josh. Um, we are joined by <laughs> Sophia Sun Wu, and we are joined by uh, Ellen. Oh my gosh, I lost your last name in my head. <laughs> Good win. Good, Good win. <laughs> I just totally, like, in my head went Ellen Page, and I was like, wait. <laughs> and then I couldn't get out of it. Sorry, Ellen. Welcome, Ellen, as well. Um, so we're going to do our first ever uh, Unstuck Roundtable. We're going to talk about the new year and and stuff like that, um, how we're how we're looking at planning our own New Year's, what we recommend for people who are um, looking forward to their own New Year's and their businesses um, and making 2021 uh, as, as great as it can be. Um, but first, of course, we've got a little bit of business to do. So, Chell, let's just do a, a super quick check-in on uh, what we said we'd do last week. Um, so Chell, what, what was it that you were supposed to do? So my goal was to break down the next couple of weeks so that I have a good idea of what going into the new year looks like for me. I'm launching an email campaign starting in January and I've broken down what I need to do over the next couple of weeks to get me there. Excellent. All right. And on that, I will not be donating your money to the National Riffle Association. <laughs> And you will not be donating my money to the American Nazi Party this week because I said I would take a course of my choosing of the like five courses I had to take. Um, and I chose uh, Donald Miller's How to Grow from Zero to $10 Million Business. Um, and it was very good, very informative uh, and kind of basic, I would say. So if you are out there listening and you're thinking, I'm just starting out um, and I I want like some basic like ideas to follow, um, it was really excellently laid out and didn't take too much time. So I'd recommend that one. Um, it came free with his book that I pre-ordered. So I think it's like a cheap course if you don't order his book. So there you go. Free advertising for Don Miller. You're welcome, Donnie. <laughs> You're welcome, Donnie. All right. Um, so that's our check-in. Um, so let's uh, welcome in our guests. And just to remind uh, people uh, who you are and where, where you've come from, uh, let's just Go one at a time and introduce yourself. So, uh, Sophia, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, my name is Sophia. I am the founder of Ascent Strategy. I help female entrepreneurs create money-making yeah. brands. And uh, I am currently living in Brooklyn, New York. I don't know if the last time we talked, I was in Colorado, but you were I in just Colorado, moved yeah. back. Yeah, I just moved back to New York during the pandemic. <laughs> oh boy, that must have been a fun adventure. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> and you're getting blasted with snow I hear right now too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Colorado kind of followed me here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah totally fun. Nice. And um, Ellen Goodwin, will you introduce yourself again? Hi, I'm Ellen. I'm a productivity consultant. I help uh, creative entrepreneurs overcome procrastination, build better habits, and be more focused so they can get their shit done. Yes. And if you guys recall, she's actually the reason that Josh and I chose the affiliations that we do to donate our money <laughs> to if we don't do what we're supposed to. So far have successfully not donated any money to those organizations. Yeah. Let's keep it like that. 
Definitely. And Josh Shacknow, Canadian Josh. Yeah, hello everybody. My name is Josh. Uh, I'm based out of Toronto, so snow is the norm here between December and you know March, April. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fellow business podcaster. I've had uh, actually three of the four people on this show on my own as well. So Sophia, we might have to get you on uh, on my show soon as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by by day, I I operate a uh, an immigration tech company. I'm an immigration lawyer by day, and we're building a platform called Visto.ai. And this is a free platform automating the immigration process into Canada. Awesome. Yeah, last time we talked, that was like more or less an idea. And now you've got a domain and like a, a sentence about it. You're like <laughs> seeing progress happening right before our eyes. It's fun. Awesome. Well, welcome everyone back. Thanks so much for coming back. Um, if you uh, if you out there have uh, not heard of these people, then you missed their episode, and we'll have their episodes uh, previously on the Unstuck Institute in the show notes for this episode, so you can uh, go back and learn more about these wonderful people. Um, but let's start this roundtable with the question. Instead of looking forward, let's first look uh backward. <laughs> Let's look to the past. What happened in 2020? And obviously 2020 has been a hard year for a whole lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I'd like to, you know, acknowledge that, that also, you know, things happened and business got done. And I'm sure people, uh, you know, learned to pivot or whether it was pandemic related or not, things, things happened and, and, the ball game changed as it went on in business. So I'm wondering for you guys, um, looking back, what's something that happened in 2020 that that you learned from and, and what did you learn and, and how does that change the game for you? Um, Jill, we'll start with you because you're the co-host. Too kind, <laughs> Josh. There's time to think. <laughs> so <laughs> this year I not only moved my business during a pandemic, but I moved it more than I'm used to more than three states away that I've done in the past. So I've basically had to restructure and start completely from scratch. So that was a pivot and a half for 2020 in the sense that like I was personal chefing before I was working with clients one-on-one -on -one in person. And yes, like the pandemic changed that, but also moving across the world and to a different country where my business license is still in the States. So it doesn't really uh, I can't work the same way essentially. Right. Like, so I had to pivot and everything's online and that's been a whole learning process. And I think looking back, I guess it's given me opportunities to grow opportunities to change and really experience something different. And I mean, every day is a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, regular listeners will have heard your ongoing journey on casual Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ellen, would you like to go next? What, what happened in 2020 that you learned from? Well, uh, speaking business went away. One of the things mm. I do is I go out, we, I speak to organizations, I, conferences, you know, big groups of people. That isn't happening in person anymore. So that was a big change. You know, we shifted to virtual and virtual presentations are a lot different than you know, being in the room and feeling the energy of the crowd and, and feeding off of it and being able to give one-on-one -on -one help, you know, afterwards. So that changed. And one of the great things was it also 
because it became virtual, no longer was I limited to, okay, I don't want to be traveling to to New York. Sorry, Sophia, but I don't want to be going to New York. (laughs) And now it doesn't matter because all I have to do is go to the office, get everything set up and speak from right where I am. And I always wear pants because you just never know. (laughs) Just because it's virtual. I was just going to say that I think uh, a lot of people learned that that this year, and and some people learned that the hard way to wear pants just in case. <laughs> pants are not optional. We coined that term last year, where you're like all fancy on top and wearing sweatpants on the bottom. I'm actually doing that right now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, uh, Josh, how about you? It's 2020 done for you. Yeah, 2020, I'd say, taught me that uh, building and selling technology is a whole different ballgame from selling non-technology or or professional services. So, you know, until this year, most of my experience and uh, growth and revenue had all been from professional services, primarily in the legal space. And in 2020, we actually launched our first our portal for the first time in January. We relaunched a second version in May. And then a month ago, we launched uh, our latest tool, which is an immigration calculator. Um, and so it was pretty eye-opening for a wide variety of reasons. Number one, just the building of technology, the design that has to go into it, the process, you know, the, the timelines, uh, everything. And then selling it, right? Especially when, you know, most technology or, you know, a lot of early stage technology, you're trying to kind of create a new service offering or, you know, something new that people haven't seen before, which means it's harder to sell because you have to teach people what it is and then convince them to actually purchase it. Whereas if you're a lawyer, you sell legal services. If you're a productivity coach, you sell productivity services, right? It's, it's, I'm not saying that stuff is easy because that stuff's never easy either, but uh, this was a, something I had no experience in. And so it was definitely a challenge. And I've learned probably more this year than like maybe ever before. And uh, I'm happy with what we've come through. And hopefully it'll make things, you know, every time you do it one, one additional time, it makes it a little bit easier the next time. So definitely been fun. And uh, you got to keep things challenging. And so I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Sophia, you're next. Yeah, so for me, I think it's been the Black Lives Matter movement this year, like really impacted me. And I think for me, you know, I'm someone who is in the day to day for a lot of startups and helping them build. And a huge component of my work is helping with execution and how feasible is it to help someone go from side hustle to a full-time business owner. And I've been a really privileged entrepreneur my whole life. Like I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years. uh, And it occurred to me this year with like all the conversations around Black Lives Matter, just like the amount of privilege I've had. And for me to push a narrative that is really telling people how easy it is to put the grit and perseverance aspect into a business and like stick to something. Like I've come to realize how privileged of a statement that is to make and how, you know, what do I need to change in the way that I speak to my clients, that I speak to my audience in general through my content 
for it to be a bit more sensitive to the reality of not many people are starting from the same baseline as me. Even though I'm a person of color, I still came with a lot of privilege to have persevered through 14 years of roller coaster startup building, right? So for me, it's been just like a huge realization and pivoting of how do I change my narrative and the way that I work with clients so that I'm thinking more from the headspace of, for example, for the single mom who's starting a business, how do I help her create like a bridge plan between the goal, like dream business that she wants and her current reality of like working a full-time job plus taking care of a kid plus building a business? How do I create a bridge plan that's more realistic to her during the execution phase? So for me, that's been just like a huge reflection and calling myself out and um, learning for me. Yeah, I think I think that's great. Like, I've also had the thought with a lot of business coaches that I see online or, or coaches about, yeah, mostly entrepreneurship, I guess. I've also had the thought like, that's great for, you know, somebody with, you know, privilege, maybe no kids, maybe extra time, maybe extra money. But where's the person talking to the people who don't have that? So that could be that could be uh, huge for you, for people to find you because you're speaking their language as you pivot that direction. That's very cool. What about you, Josh? Um, so for me, um, I think uh, personally, the Black Lives Matter movement definitely woke me up. Um, listeners know at one point I mentioned that uh, I got divorced this year. So the first half of this year was just kind of getting through. And the Black Lives Matter movement woke me up to... Uh, there are other people with other problems again, back to my normal empathetic self, um, as opposed to my self-pitying self. Um, so that was that was good because I, I would really say that the first half of the year I I didn't do much. <laughs> I didn't like intentionally do a lot for my business. Um, but all that is to say the the big thing that came out of 2020 is I realized I have built a business, my IT service business that um that works and it works without me really pushing it it's an engine that runs and it's an engine that makes me money if and when i show up um because i've built enough clientele over uh, the last four or five years that i don't have to push i don't have to advertise i don't have to network i can disappear for half a year like i did and and still just sit in the office and people call me which is fantastic to realize just like four or five years ago, I was like, how do I get clients? You know, <laughs> how, how every business starts, you're like, how do I, how do I do this? Um, and then you get one client, you're so excited, but then they don't call you back for a while, you know, cause at least in my industry, it's like, they'll come back, but hopefully not that often. Cause that would mean their computer's breaking way too much. <laughs> and so, um, so it was really nice to, to reflect back and go, all that effort I've been putting in for years has resulted in a business that doesn't quite drive itself, but it's got some guardrails on it and it, and it, and it runs and that's great. Um, and so as we close out the year, I've, I've been reinvested in it and, and driving the train again and having a train with, with, a, with inertia already in it has really been uh, fun to like come back to realize it's there and, and, uh, jump on. So, um, for me, it's just been, yeah, look, look at the results of all my hard work for years. Like that's, that's working. 
Like, don't, don't forget to pat yourself on the back sometimes, you know? <laughs> I love that I've been able to see your journey this year because like your 2020 started out super shit and then you like shook it off and you were like, okay, no, I got this. So from like rock bottom to fucking killing it, dude, I'm so happy that yeah. you've had progress this year from and, the beginning, that and then the you're pandemic doing it. Hit. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, but that kind of brought us all down closer to your level. I know. I was like, welcome, everybody. Did you not realize 2020 was shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, cool. Well, with that, let's, let's shift focus into 2021. I know uh, a lot of people have a lot of hopes on 2021. And uh, obviously, the calendar change from December 31st to January 1st is probably not going to do anything. But... Um, we can still hope that the year next year is better than the year it was this year for most, most people out there. Um, but in terms of business, like what are you guys uh, in your own businesses, what are you thinking of, of doing? Uh, it could be related to what you just reported on that you've learned this year. It could be something different. It could be major shifts. It could be minor shifts, but, but what, what are you planning on doing? And, and kind of more importantly, how do you go about, your planning like what do you do whether it be at the new year which is what a lot of people do or we're coming up on um or whether it be on an ongoing baseless basis quarterly monthly whatever um what are you guys doing to to look at your business see what's really going on and then plan where the next steps need to go as i was saying earlier to, to drive your own train right so, Chell, once again, we'll start with you to give our guests time to think. <laughs> so, yeah, my word for the new year is balance. And you guys may have noticed I have a tendency of being go, 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 go. And I actually perform really well there. But when I'm go, 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 I also crash really hard. And it's not sustainable, right? So, like, when I crash really hard, I'm, like, Netflix and chilling for a few days in a row. So my overall goal is balance, both in personal life, both in business and self-care and just all of that around. My big lofty, I guess you could say business goal is multiple offers with multiple price points for 2021 so that I have not just my online course, but I have offerings at lower price points and then mid-range as well to offer my prospective clients and clients a variety of different opportunities to work with me. So that's kind of like the mile high look of what I'm working on right now. And obviously guys, like we'll check in every week to make sure that I've stayed on track. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause I, I've obviously checking in with you every week. I see the, the, the waveform of you go, 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 go. And then like <laughs> burnout, like I need Netflix for three days to recover from go, 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 go. <laughs> so, um, it sounds, it sounds, yeah, if you can be more consistent about going, right, but not quite going so hard that you burn out, <laughs> that should work wonders for you, right? Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah. Anyone else have thoughts on, on Chell's stuff before we move on? You don't have to, but I just figure. <laughs> no, I, I think balance is the key. Like balance is the hardest thing to figure out, in my opinion. It's it's the most subjective thing to figure out, right? Because not only is it hard in and of itself, but it's different for everybody. You might need eight hours of sleep. I might need six. 
you might be able to work for six weeks straight. I might be able to work for six months straight. So it's like, number one, you got to figure out balance in general. And then number two, you got to figure out what works best for you. Put those all together. And then especially if you're at a point where you're not happy with where your business is, then you're kind of giving yourself that internal pressure. Like, well, you know, I can sleep later. I, you know, I need to make some money first type thing. So it's just all one big subjective balancing act is kind of how I've thought about it over the years. Yeah, it's so important. I don't know if I ever like shared that this story, but I, when I burnt out from my second business, it took me three years to get back like on a balance wow. level again. So uh, yeah, balance is like everything. Totally. There's your horror story to motivate you to balance right now, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take a break for three years? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I crashed the other day for like eight hours and I was just thinking, oh my God, I've hit rock bottom. And now I feel like I need to put that in some perspective. <laughs> nope, nope. There are more rocks further down. You. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sophia, so what, what are you looking on for, uh, 2021? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think that like in relation to my realization from 2021, like my theme is the word impact and just how to make more of it. So, uh, similarly, I'm also shifting my forces, like my focus more to courses. So I'm trying to kind of shift my business model. So it's like 20% courses. So just like diversifying my revenue a bit more. Uh, courses is going to be huge. And also, it just allows me to extend my impact because the courses are cheaper than actually working with me personally. Um, I'm also going to be building out a basically like a scholarship fund for women who, so there's this, um, person I've mentored since high school and she, uh, actually grew up in like a really, really rough part of New York and like, just like a really, really terrible story of like how she grew up. And coincidentally, she's now building her own business and it's doing pretty well and being able to stay connected with her and just like witness her story and challenges of being a person of color, a woman and building a business. And there are very basic things that she doesn't have access to. Like she has no one in her network to ask questions about building a business and just what the reality is. She doesn't have access to courses and just even where to look for these answers to these questions she has. So, uh, for me, I, I'm going to, in the new year, just like open a scholarship fund where um, I guess it's not like a scholarship fund, so to speak, but I have to think of a better name for this. But I have a lot of courses that I sell um, to help women entrepreneurs excel in their sales. So to go from like a slump of making no sales to just like creating a sales engine, making more money. So making that available to basically recipients that are in a similar position as this woman I've mentored, uh, someone who's comes from a rough background, who didn't have many of the resources I had growing up and just giving them the opportunity to access these sales tools that when you don't have any connections, you just are not going to know where to find this stuff. So it's going to take a lot of organization and there's going to be a lot of work on my end to just like build 
a Facebook group that like allows people to build community around this to accept like 20 plus people into this like program of just like giving them free information and just making sure that by the time they graduate, they really feel like they are now ready to take on the world with their business. So impact is just huge for me this year. And I'm going to be spending a lot of time building that in the new year. So I'm excited for that. Um, but I think for 2021, for the first time ever, I'm not putting a financial goal towards my business. Mm. Um, I've done that forever. And I'm, I just came to the realization this year that it doesn't mean anything when you, at least for me, it hasn't meant anything for me in the past couple of years to just like put a financial number of this is the number I'm going to hit this year. Uh, it hasn't been meaningful. It makes you feel like crap when you don't hit it at the end of the year. So for me, I'm going to focus more on if I want to improve my business, what are the five execution steps I need to take and have that just be a goal of like, I want to do more courses. I want to open this scholarship fund and those are the goals and that's it. No numbers, no nothing, no silly expectations of uh, what the world, how the world defines what success to be, which is metric based versus my definition of success, which is diversifying my revenue sources, opening the scholarship fund. So just like creating a system for me that's a bit more effective personal versus letting go of these success metrics that society has taught me like I should care about. Yeah. It, it sounds to me too, like um, it's something that um, you have control over. Like not only is it more important mm -hmm. to you than a financial figure, but like the financial figures, a lot goes into whether we make as much money as we thought we would next year, right? But but whether you do the work to, to launch your course or whether you do the work to do the scholarship fund or any of that, that's entirely up to you, you know? And and so that totally. also, I really like hearing those goals because they sound like, yeah, that's something you can, if you don't hit them, you can look back on them and you, for the most part, there's always extenuating circumstances, but you only have yourself to blame usually with those, right? Right, Did totally. you put the work in? Totally. Exactly. Anyone else? Any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm very similar when it comes to approaching numbers. Um, if it makes sense, then yeah, throw some numbers down, but uh, very similar. I have no idea what our sales or et cetera are going to look like in 12 months, and it probably wouldn't be worth my time to try and guess. So uh, yeah, I, I very much agree with that approach. And, and I'm right on board, too, because I always think about, you know, the, the proverb, you know, man plans, God laughs. And you can plan out <laughs> all of it. And, you, you know, think of the people that had, like, this amazing year planned for 2020. And hello, pandemic. So, uh, you know, I always have an idea of where I want to go, but I'm not going to make myself crazy if it, if it doesn't happen. It, it, it doesn't as long as I know I worked as hard as I could towards it. So um, I feel the same way. No planning. Yeah, I absolutely uh, look at my numbers. I go as deep in the numbers as I have to to make sure that the budget works. Like I'm not planning on spending way more money than I make, and I'm, I'm planning on making enough money to pay my own bills and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, as far as financial like goals, like growth means uh, increasing revenue 20%. Like I don't, 
that's that's where I stop too. I'm like, I don't, eh, whatever. You know, I just want to make sure that like the numbers kind of work out that I'm not so far removed that I uh, end up losing a bunch of money or something. But, um, but yeah, sounds like we're all kind of agreed on that. That's an interesting <laughs> consensus <laughs> to note because I think all you hear on online and stuff is like, oh, companies have to grow by this margin and it's all about the revenue, you know? So, um, all right, Josh, what, what about you for 21? That's yeah, a good segue. I mean, my focus is revenue. So um, now obviously a little bit different, right? If, if, if you're, you know, a publicly traded company or something like that, then you, you might have to keep a close eye on those numbers and, and be a little bit more careful. Uh, we are far from a publicly traded company. Um, but we are at a point where we spent most of 2020 building and now what we need to do in 2021 is to prove that what we've built can make money uh, to kind of, you know, grow as a company and uh, prove our concept so that we can continue building uh, more and more. So, yeah, kind of ironic. Um, I, I don't have I don't have a hard number in mind. We are definitely going to be keeping a good close eye on monthly revenue, especially what's happening month over month. I'd say the first six months are going to be huge for us in terms of the, the long-term outlook of the company. Um, our, our goal is to basically grow quick enough so that we can do a subsequent fundraise. We did a small fundraise last summer, and now we're looking to take the company to the next step, which means you you actually do have to show, you know, big enough growth numbers or user numbers, you know, volume numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't have a hard number in mind as per our previous discussion, um, but we will definitely be pushing hard in marketing uh, for the first half of the year, uh, optimizing A-B testing, et cetera, et cetera, to uh, ramp up revenue as quickly and as much as we can. And then, uh, and then we'll see from there. I mean, uh, a big goal would be a big fundraise so that we can continue growing and, and growing our team, building our product and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's uh, that's the focus. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point, too, that uh, companies that fundraise um, generally have to look uh, and report in such a way that that drives that engine forward in a, in a very different way than like me and my solopreneur service-based business. <laughs> you know, where, um, I'm just bootstrapped all the way. But but yeah, that's an interesting delineation is the people who have to fundraise because they are, um, they have to build something expensive first, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're at the point where we've, you know, the, the first raise was enough to kind of build what we had in mind. Now we've built it. Now, if we want to kind of get to the next level of investors or, or the investment sum that we're looking to get, we have to show them that we can make enough money. So uh, it, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be fun. Again, just last year I learned how to build. This year well, the focus will be on learning how to scale. So uh, if anyone has any insight, feel free to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally my job. So, <laughs> yeah, you do there need to go. have Sophia on your podcast. I found my next yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah, we'll just like talk about sales the whole time. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. But awesome. yeah, I mean, like maybe to like give you bite sized advice or feedback. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I think that one thing I like hammer to my audience is even if you're a tech product, like even if you sell like funeral services, like whatever it is, uh, what consumers want right now is they want to be courted. Like they want to be, especially because now we're even more so this year, like are living in this like one dimensional world of how we're connecting to each other. Like we're so desperate for connection. So I always tell people that are trying to scale, they're bringing something to market. Like you have to have fun while you're figuring out the marketing and sales side and in the execution of that, it has to be fun. Otherwise that means your customers aren't having fun either. There needs to be a courtship there where you are literally flirting your ass off when you're selling whatever it is that you're selling. And uh, if no one is biting when you do that, then you are not putting your best foot forward. You need to go back to scratch as far as like, you know, thinking of it almost like a dating profile. Like, what am I putting out there? and Why aren't people like coming back at me saying like, whoa, I love what you're doing. Let's move forward with this. But yeah. Yeah, just that, like a quick way to say that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, great advice. Uh, Ellen, what about your 21? Oh, my 2021. Um, well, I'm going to go as Sophia had a word for her year, and I have two. Well, actually, it shows up with three, but create and support. And the create would be on my end, creating uh, programs, courses, I'm doing a workbook for my book, but creating things that then will support the people that need to know how to get things done that are having problems that uh, just haven't locked it in. And whatever way I can support them, that is what I'm going to really focus on this year. Uh, I start the year off with a Jumpstart, January Jumpstart Accountability Group. I mean, I do it for myself, so I invite other people to come in and join me and, and just get the year off to a good start. And, and that, for me, is supporting people as they're trying to figure out what their reality looks like. And everyone's different, and so it's not, I don't have a, a group that's like, oh, we're all going to we're going to lose weight this month. No, I don't care. You can be losing weight. You can be writing a book. You can whatever. But it's my job to support you and give you the tools that you can use. I mean, it's just like you guys took the tool of betting against yourself and, and giving money if you don't do what you're supposed to do. And and so it, it's my job to just support people by seeing where they're having issues and offer up ideas, different solutions, because, you know, one size does not fit all when it comes to getting your stuff done. So um, my year is definitely about just creating and supporting people. And creation, like I said, it can be anything. It's, it's going to be giving more speeches, but creating things that will really, really help people to get their stuff done. That's a great goal for you for 21 because we don't know if and when public speak in-person speaking gigs are going to come back. Right. But you're just going to create. Yeah. And and the pandemic will dictate where you're giving those speeches. Right. Oh, but yeah. You're still and, be able to... and it won't just be speeches. There'll be courses. There'll be. Uh, yep. Yeah. All the stuff that, you know, people can reach out. One of my podcast partner just created a 
company designed to help remote workers and it's and all it is it's resources and it's you know here's Mm -hmm. the best here's the best desks you can get here's coaches that can help you and and the whole idea is we just have to help each other more now Mm -hmm. than ever yeah i think that's a big takeaway from 2020 right like reach out be supportive reach out to people who maybe a little bit quieter and who really need it, you know, just make sure they're alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw an, I saw a news article the other day on some paper, I forget which one, but uh, they were saying that like in, in 2020, unfortunately, uh, depression has become highly normalized. And um, that's a good reason as any to make sure you check in with people, whether they be uh, business relationships, friends, uh, podcast guests <laughs> like it's it's so needed as as Sophia uh, so elegantly said I think the relationships have become very one-dimensional in this world and uh, I'm looking at all you and you're all flat on my screen <laughs> um, and so you know there's there needs to be some extra effort to reach out um, in any in any sort of relationship whatever the context of that is all right Josh all right, for me, um, I would say one of the things I learned in 2020 that I'm really going to apply to 21 is um, condensing my efforts. Um, I'm really good. I have what I call ooh shiny syndrome or a professional lack of focus. Uh, and so I do a lot of things. Um, but I could be in the middle of this huge launch for this thing and then be like, yeah, but this cool opportunity came up for this other thing that I haven't touched in three months, you know? Um, and that's what I do. So um, obviously at the core of, of me, what, what makes money, the engine that drives everything in my life financially is JBIT Tech. That's the IT service company. Um, but all these other projects are very exciting. Uh, like Sophia was saying earlier, like diversifying your income streams is is a great idea and that's what i'm uh up to in my thinking but um i can't do like five startups at the same time uh and at least i can't i can and i have i can't do them effectively i should say (laughs) and uh and and so i think i i'm i'm refocusing on jbit as the money-making engine that that um is very stable now and great and can also uh, lightly fund some other side projects, which is amazing. Um, so I'm focusing on making sure that that doesn't fall off, like, cause it's, you know, it's stable and stable is kind of like boring compared to Ooh Shiny, right? So, um, so I don't want it to be like so boring that I'm like, eh, and then it falls apart <laughs> and then I got no income. Um, while I'm trying to build something else. So um, so I think for me, it's looking at JBIT always has to happen. Um, and then very intentionally for a week, for a month, for a quarter, depending on how the project is, I can pick another side project, but I can't pick two or three or five um, because it's just not going to work. So I think that's how I'm looking at 21 is, is planning out what I can from here on on which part of the year I want to focus on what things. Um, But also like in my weekly check-ins with Chell, what you're going to hear on the podcast is I'm going to be like this week, I'm focusing on only this side project, right? 
And I'm going to leave it up to Chell to call me out when I'm like, I'm going to do these three things because <laughs> I will. <laughs> and she'll be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's my biggest thing is, is, is focus and very intentionally setting what I'm going to focus on for the upcoming whatever week, month, et cetera. Um, and my, my goal at the end of the year is that one of my side projects will start making money at a, at a pace where it's like an official revenue stream, you know, and it's like a, a project. And then, of course, I'm always the type of person that's going to have a new idea and want to do a new thing. So then I think 2022 and beyond becomes or, or if it happens really fast, it might be 21 and beyond um, becomes hiring and hiring well so that the things I've built continue um, with a little less focus from me if I'm looking at something else. I think that's my idea in a rough nutshell. <laughs> I'm happy that the last two weeks has really solidified that for you. It's yes. been challenging from like a passenger POV to like watch you try and put a hundred percent in every direction and not really, uh, have that all solidified. So I'm really happy that you've been able to, <laughs> to do that. I have what Shell has. I, I go, 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 but I'm going in five directions <laughs> <laughs> and then burn out in Netflix. <laughs> cool. I have one more question to wrap us all up, um, which is what is uh, just the best advice you have for any and all entrepreneur types? Um, it can be related to something we've already talked about. It can be something totally different. It can be something that a mentor once said to you, it can be something for someone just starting out of business, someone who's who's been a solopreneur for years and is working on leveling up, whatever it is, it's it's all all fair game. Um, but what is like the number one advice that you would tell people who are in business and looking forward to uh, a great 2021? Chell, as always, uh, you have to think fast. <laughs> so I wish I had learned this early on, but I am a people pleaser. So this kind of just comes inherently, but I wish I had learned to say no occasionally. So for the first couple of years of my business, I said yes to every opportunity that came my way, even if it was of detriment to my business, like even if I put someone else first over me. So I would take on side projects to help people, but because I'm a people pleaser, right? So if that's your personality, I highly recommend that you learn how to say no, or at least no sometimes. You don't have to say yes to everything. And even when you're first starting out, I know people always say to say yes to everything. And I think to some extent, that's true. But do so with discretion. Because you chose to be a solo slash entrepreneur, and you have to remember that you're in control of what you want in your business, what you want it to be how you want to portray your business, how you want to work, and when you want to work. Remember, you're in control of all of that, so you don't have to say yes all the time. I've had my business for like four years now. Yeah, like four years. And only now I'm starting to say no or no, I charge for that. I did a lot for free in the past thinking that clients would just come flocking, but that's not usually the case. So I highly recommend value your time, value your worth, and be cognizant of what you're saying yes to. Does it align with your personal and business mission value goals? Or is it something that's going to hinder you from getting from point A to point B? Early on our podcast, we talked about that success isn't linear. 
and there's going to be a lot of ups, downs, and squiggles between A and B. But if there's something that you're being hindered by or getting you from point A to point B, it's probably not worth your time. So all of that to say, say no sometimes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm just practicing. All right. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Uh, what do I got? I, I would say especially in line with 2020 is, is that just don't be afraid of but understand the difficulty that it takes in building a successful business of whatever size, right? Success is, uh, I think Sophia talked about it earlier, success is subjective. Um, and uh, But keep pushing, right? So acknowledge the difficulty, but don't let it don't let it scare you. Um, and I'll, I'll, I learned that in a, in a few ways. I mean, number one was we all went through 2020, right? That in and of, of itself is, uh, I think, a lesson for anybody who ran their own business, unless you're, you know, the CEO of Zoom or Slack or Shopify. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I mean, I like episode 86 of my podcast just went live and I still haven't had a guest on who had an easy journey to success, Right. Um, so it, it's just like a nice repetition in my head of, no, there's no easy way. There's no easy way. There's no easy way. You have to work for it. Um, but then at the other end of the spectrum, like a lot of really amazing things also come out of, have come out of this year, came out of previous recessions, uh, previous, you know, economic crises and global crises. So acknowledge it. And uh, don't be afraid of it. And I don't know, I, I think 2021 could be very opportunistic in the most positive of ways for a lot of people. If you keep your eyes open and look for good opportunities and work hard and be honest and uh, just give it your best. I don't know. That's all we can do, right? At the end of the day. To end it on a corny note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Ellen, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I'm going to go with a quote from the late Warren Zevon, which is, enjoy every sandwich. And while he wasn't saying that in reference to business, I do think it just applies to everything. Because we only get one one life. And if you're not enjoying the sandwich that you're in, the things you're doing, then maybe you step back and, and look at what will make you enjoy it. And on the other hand, you know, enjoy, enjoy the journey. If this is, if this is what you want to be doing, then enjoy the rough parts. Just enjoy, you know, enjoy those boring sandwiches and enjoy those crazy off the wall sandwiches. So, you know, enjoy that learning process of, you know, putting up a sales page that makes you crazy or technology that makes you crazy. Just enjoy it. And if you're not, then you move on. But stop and think about it and enjoy every sandwich. I love that piece of advice. But in my world, every sandwich needs to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, extra that. meaning for you, Chill. <laughs> those, those food metaphors don't always land the same way with Chell, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sophia, how about you? Um, 
Ellen, I love that. I think it's mine is very similar to Ellen, where uh, I, I think for this year, like myself included, and a lot of my friends and a lot of entrepreneur friends, we all went through a lot of hard moments this year where you know, there were moments for a lot of us where there just wasn't an out, there wasn't a solution that was going to fix things. And for me, a word that like I've had to put into practice multiple times is the word surrender. Like there are going to be times where there's just no answer. There's no solution. And what you're meant to experience in this moment is to surrender to the lesson and just ride it out and experience the crappy experience that you want to fight through, but in actuality, you have to experience that. You need to experience those moments that make you cry, that make you frustrated, that make you question why you even got into entrepreneurship in the first place. Why in the world do you have a business right now? All those questions. There, those moments you have to just like you like live the word surrender and just like steep in that and. Uh, yeah. And I think like for me, that's like my biggest uh, piece of advice for anyone listening is like we often are told to hustle like grind through it and figure it out. But not many of us are told like sometimes you just have to surrender and that's it. Yes, girl. Preach. That's that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You got Chell snapping over there. My goodness. <laughs> you know it's good if Chell's snapping. <laughs> For me, right, Josh, I, I would got? say, uh, oh, I, I don't know. I can't beat it. Um, uh, I, I would say that... Um, for me, no matter where you are in your in your journey as a human, let alone as a um, business person, is uh, just remember to practice empathy, because um, like we kind of talked about a little earlier, um, everyone needs a little help sometimes, and just try to help people. Turns out in business, you can generally get paid for helping people, which is awesome. Um, but like Chalicina said, sometimes say no, but you know, say no empathetically. See if you can turn them to a place where they can get a yes that they need. Um, see if you can help them in a way that you are capable of. Um, and, and the more, uh, we practice empathy with anyone, uh, we're dealing with, I think the more success we will all have. So that's my advice for anyone at any stage. <laughs> that was beautiful as well, Josh. Well said. Yes. I didn't get you snapping, but Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we are uh, just about at time. So uh, we want to start wrapping up episode 100 of the Unstuck Institute Woo! podcast. I don't know about Congrats. you, but when we started, Fantastic. 100 sounded just so far away, like that was never going to happen. And <laughs> he here we are. It just kind of snuck up on us. We were like, oh, we should do something. <laughs> we're going to have triple digits soon. Um, <laughs> So uh, thanks, Sophia and Josh and Ellen, for uh, joining us again and helping us celebrate episode 100. Let's just do the quick podcast wrap up. Where can people find you and more about you? Ochel, do you have something first? I do. I have three rapid fire questions that you completely ignored, and they are fantastic. <laughs> I ignored? I don't remember these, but go. Just go for it. <laughs> They're on the... Okay, Josh. Okay, guys. Three questions <laughs> in a row. And we'll go Ellen, Canadian Josh, Sophia, Josh, and then me. You guys got that? It's like a zigzag on my screen. Yeah, you got that? Okay. <laughs> Great. So, 
One, dogs or cats? Two, coffee or tea? Three, what is your spirit animal? Ellen, go. Whoa. Uh, cat, tea, <laughs> and uh, a rhinoceros. Okay. Canadian, Josh. <laughs> Dog, tea, I don't know, something that's lazy and doesn't move all that much. Uh, Sloth? Sloth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sophia? Um, okay, dog, tea, and jaguar. Okay, Josh? Nice. Much better answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, dog, tea, dog. Dog, because uh, they can lay on their belly or their back and get their belly scratched. Like that. Excellent. Uh, dog, coffee, Betty White. Oh, the, the coffee drinker. Yeah, you guys are all tea drinkers. What the hell? Coffee's gross. I'm sorry. Okay, well, that was fun. Thanks for going along with that, guys. Hey, that was that was great. I'm sorry I, I did not have the notes in front of me to see that you were adding stuff. <laughs> hey, that's why it's casual on Casual Friday. All right. As I was saying before, let's wrap this up podcast style. Where can people find you and more about you? Uh, Sophia. Uh, my website's ascent-strategy.com, and I'm really active on Instagram. My Instagram is Ascent with Sophia. Awesome. Canadian Josh. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on. And uh, the best is probably just follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just make sure to spell my last name right. But there's nobody else with the same one. So it shouldn't be too hard to find me. Uh, you can check out our website at visto.ai. Or if you want to check out my business podcast as well, it's at solopreneurgrind.com. Excellent. Ellen Page Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> So um, thanks for having me, even if you couldn't remember my name. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can find me. My website is ellengoodwin.com. Uh, like Canadian Josh, I'm over on LinkedIn. And uh, my podcast is the Faster, Easier, Better show. So uh, check it all out. Excellent. And Chell, where can people find you not related to the Unstuck Institute? on Instagram at chef underscore RDN, but that's probably going to change. So check the show notes and we'll update the links <laughs> accordingly. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'm Josh on Instagram at Vanilla Bean. We are the Unstuck Institute at unstuck.institute, no.com. We are on Instagram at unstuck.institute. This has been a casual Friday roundtable episode 100 Thanks Woo! so much, everyone, for Woo! being here and uh, have a, a good, hopefully safe end to 2020. And we'll see you in 2021. Bye, guys. I know usually I add in something funny here, but I just wanted to thank all of our listeners out there for listening for 100 episodes. We really appreciate it and we love your feedback. So reach out if you guys have any questions whenever. And I also want to say that ready is a total fucking lie because even at episode 100, I had to re-record my entire part. So ready is a lie, guys. Have an awesome new year. Yes. I didn't get you snapping, but hey, I'll take it.